Again, all morning long, it's Random Acts of Kindness. For more information, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page or to share your story of a random act of kindness. Reach out to us and like us on Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. In the studio with me now, we're joined by Sam and Bruce. Sam received a generous random act of kindness from Bruce. They're here this morning to share their story. It's our pleasure to welcome Sam Landis and Bruce to Sunday Morning Magazine. Hello. Hey, thanks for having us on. All right, good. And welcome back to you, Sam. We've had you on the show before, and I thought you had such a great story. I wanted to share it with our listeners again from just a slightly different perspective. Now, remind our listeners, you were homeless for 20 years, and I know that a lot of times when we look at homelessness, we look at there's usually a mental illness piece or um, addiction piece to it. What were some of the, what led you to a life on the streets for 20 years? Addiction did play a heavy part of it because of the way I viewed myself. I was also a very hyperactive child. So the addiction kind of went hand in hand with the medications I took previously as a child. Now, 20 years is a long time to survive on the streets. How did you survive for 20 years living on the streets. What was that like and how did you survive? Every day had its new set of problems. Each day was a fight for survival. I found myself most of the times not wanting to wake up the next day. It was really lonely, not having friends, not having family, not having anybody to turn to, to talk to, to trust, nobody really to have your back. It's quite a, a terrible way to live. And so where did you spend most of your nights? Wherever I can find to lay my head, uh, when I got tired enough is usually when I would fall asleep and I'd try to find a warm spot. Uh, I, I would sleep uh, sometimes in the hotel lobbies for about 10 to 15 minutes until they'd kick me out uh, and parking garages till I'd be put out and given no trespassing. I, I was about everywhere until uh, I ended up down there across from Montgomery and Boathouse in the woods. And from this point, that's where this random act of kindness comes into play. Bruce, pick up the story from here. It was a cold night. Sam called me and told me where he was. And I just couldn't imagine somebody sleeping on the ground with a blanket and how cold it was. And I could hear that he was really depressed. Uh, Really, I asked him to, uh, if I could come by and get him off the hillside he was laying on. And uh, I, I don't know if I had intentions of taking him into my home permanently at that point. But I wanted to get him to a point where he could reasonably start to deal with his life again. Okay, so you had a spare bedroom? and you I looked? had a spare bedroom, and I let him stay there. And I'm sure that room came with stipulations, right? It did. Okay, and what was those, some of those very initial stipulations? You, because you, you're letting this stranger come into your house, this random act of kindness. You let this man come into your house. What kind of stipulations? Did you say, just stay here forever, or what did you say? No, I, well, first of all, I told him he should, he had to be sober. So you really spoke to him about being sober. That I mean, was one of the that things. was the most primary was, okay. primary thing. He wasn't always successful at that, and that's the learning curve that I went through. He had good intentions, uh, generally. Uh, he says generally. <laughs> I that. Well, you know, you don't fully know how somebody's thinking. The other stipulation that I had is that he needed to work towards getting his own house, his own apartment, and improving his life. He had to actively try to help himself. 
So when you bring someone into your home, did you have second thoughts on, you know, what am I doing? Well, it, it definitely there were times that there were many <laughs> second thoughts. Okay, good. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do, and it's not something I would recommend that people do. I had no social services knowledge. I had no idea what agencies were available to him. I was My goal was to help him get housing. Okay, so what makes you decide to take this stranger into your home to recover, basically bring him off the streets and live in your home? Studying Jesus Christ in, in uh, church education when I was growing up. You know, we're supposed to help our fellow man. When I realized that he was so depressed and that, you know, he was sort of at his wits end, I thought it was my responsibility to give him offer him help he did improve he, he enrolled in college he went to uh, a gateway community and technical college that helped his self-esteem tremendously because he realized that he could he could really learn something he could he could you know you can get graded so he'd look at his grades and that would be a, a stepping stone to understanding that maybe he does have something together all right, so Sam, let me bring you back in here. Um, so how long did you stay with um, Bruce? Actually, I stayed with Bruce until I got engaged. And even after I got married, my wife moved in with us. Okay. And and Bruce is like, well, the heck with this. I'm moving out. So <laughs> it was like everybody loves Raymond. He moved right next door, you know. So, okay, so you it's go. like so we still keep our doors open and we get to visit each other all the time. Uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's like a unit, you know, we've really become very close, uh, very close family. Uh, Bruce is one of these very humble gentlemen who had absolutely no technology. He had some big old square box TV. And as I started working and putting my life together, the, the very first thing I remember getting him was a, a flat screen TV to kind of bring him into the new ages and <laughs> maybe a tablet, you know, and get him onto social media. You know, he, he's just you know, Bruce was my angel. You know, he he literally took a shot in the dark, and uh, it it really paid off to 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 help me be the man that I am today. Without somebody coming to my aid like that and meeting my basic needs, probably I probably wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for this man. Okay, since this random act of kindness, um, Bruce taking you into his home, you have got clean, enrolled in college, got married, and founded your own nonprofit to help other homeless. Is that right? Tell us about this organization really quickly. I love this organization. We are a family made up of, there's so many of us from all over the county, all over the county, the city. Um, it, we're just a bunch of kind-hearted individuals, most of us who have once experienced homelessness or addiction or even mental health. And we're gathered together to try for one common purpose, and that is to offer a hand up to our brothers and sisters that are out there still suffering. So, you know, Maslow's Army has done a, an outreach on Fountain Square. Today is the 82nd consecutive outreach. And uh, we're just so excited to be able to be back in the community and to serve. And we do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week where we answer our phones and, and we give back just as Bruce has given to me. So, Bruce, let me ask you this. As you sit across from Sam today and you look over at him and you think about your random act of kindness, taking this homeless man into your home 
and giving him shelter. As you look at him today with what he's accomplished today, how does that make you feel? Oh, I'm proud of him. I'm really proud that he's, uh, he has turned his life around and is trying to do the best he can. He's gone on to, he's in Northern Kentucky University going actively to school. He's got this nonprofit that he's working to uh, promote. Uh, he's done a tremendous job with it. And uh, he's learning himself about himself. And, you know, he's confronting issues about him and his parents, his child. Uh, it's all wrapped up in one great big life. And he's living life. You know, he's no longer thinking of death. I think he's thinking of life. All right. And with that, we're running out of time this morning. Sam, if our listeners would like to find out more about Maslow's Army, how can they find out more? Please uh, visit our our website at www.maslowsarmy.org. That's maslowsarmy.org. Uh, we are privately funded. We don't get city or, or county money. So we, we need listeners like you to visit our website. Uh, we have volunteer opportunities every Sunday. And, and as I said before, um, we answer our phones 24 hours a day. You can call us at 859-491-ARMY. That's 859-491-2769. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for taking time to share your story. Hey, thank you. We've been speaking to Sam Landis and Bruce Remember to share your story of a random act of kindness. All you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, and share your story there as well now. Coming up next, a local woman's mission to give a life-saving random act of kindness. Her story and its many twists and turns. Coming up next as Sunday Morning Magazine, Random Acts of Kindness continues right after this. Stay with us. More to come. Where sacrifice is only as much as we can gain Forgiving, not once but twice And then